0: Brigantine Castle, where ancient colonial halls
1: and things behind glass
0: walls are waiting just for you. Believe it or not, you'll see a living, headless woman and other living things amid dungeons and torture chambers in love and in Brigantine Castle, it's alive.
2: Hey everybody, welcome back to the Wicked Garden Podcast, episode 12, Halloween special. I'm your host, Mike. I am your co-host, Tracy. And on tonight's show, we got a really great one for you. Um, Several uh, listener stories read by listeners, uh, a couple special guests, uh, but we'll take care of some business here at the beginning. If you have a cryptid story, a haunting, a UFO story, please get in touch with us. Um, our hotline number is 609-800-5130. You can leave a three minute message there. Um, or you can go ahead and leave us an email at. WickedGardenPodcast at gmail.com. And we'll get back together with you. Um, we would love to have more guests on the show, more people who are listening to come forward and give us some of that, uh, information. You guys make the show what it is. So please feel free to step forward and give us your stories Uh, We can either have you on the podcast or we can keep you completely anonymous and just uh, read your submissions. It's always
3: more fun to have them on the podcast. I agree.
2: I agree. And um, tonight, like I said, we're going to start you off here um, at the outset. What you heard there in the beginning is an old commercial for Brigantine Castle. Uh, We record here in Brigantine, New Jersey, and Brigantine Castle was a dark ride uh, that was had its own pier and used to walk through it. It was a walk-through haunted house, one of the very first ones. has an interesting story, story, so go ahead and Google it and look at Brigantine Castle when you get a chance. Um, I grew up going through that thing, and uh, it always brings back good memories around this time of Halloween. And it is Halloween, man.
3: It is Halloween. I'm excited. Yeah. This is like my favorite time of the year.
2: Yep. So I'm going to go ahead and read um, three stories that were submitted to us via email, and uh, I really appreciate you guys sending these in. Um, and this first one comes from um, Rob. And we can go ahead and queue up El Scary Musico. Here, let me help you out with that. There you go. All right. So Rob says, when I was probably 10 years old, I was at my uncle's house watching TV. My dad and him and his friends drank beer outside, probably 200 feet away under the trees. It was broad daylight probably late afternoon. My uncle's house was an old and creepy hundred-something-year-old house that I was always scared of. I hate it when I slept there. I would always pull the covers way up over my head, even if it was super hot, because I always felt like someone was standing over me and staring at me in the middle of the night. One of my cousins was in the house with me, and we started watching Ghost Rider on TV. My auntie was in the house, too, doing bills on the table in the other room. At some point, my cousin and my auntie exited the house, but I didn't realize it because I was engrossed in the show. I heard what sounded like heavy boots slowly walking up the front door stairs. It startled me. I ran over to the door, realizing now that I was alone in the house and guessing that it was my cousin trying to spook me. I almost got to the door when I heard knocking on the back door right behind the couch where I was watching TV. Now I'm thinking that they're really screwing around with me. So I run back over there and what do I see? But the stairs outside the back door missing. House was probably 10 feet up high in a corner or so. So there was no way for a little kid to get up there and play knock, knock, zoom or anything along those lines. Then I hear these heavy boots again in the front stairs. Now I'm getting mad. So I stomp back to the front door where I am stopped in my tracks by a shadow appearing on the door. It appeared to be the tall, darkened shadow of a man with what looked like a cowboy hat. Both arms were on his hips and he was blocking the door. I freaked out thinking that there must be some kind of explanation for this. I don't know why, but I entered the kitchen which was just to the right of the door and began opening all the cabinets, thinking something must be trying to scare me. As I'm banging around in the cabinets, my auntie enters the house. I tell her what happened and asked where my cousin was. She said they were just outside with my dad and uncle and that no one was with me. She just had to come back in the house for something. I ran outside to my dad and told him what happened and he said, oh, you finally saw him too, huh? Apparently the shadow man made his appearances many times to my dad there. I often wondered if that was who I I felt standing over me all those nights, that I had to sleep on that couch And that would scare me so much uh, because I could not see because I had the blankets pulled up over my head, nice and tight. And that's our submission from Rob.
3: That's scary. Thanks, Rob. You got two more, right? I do. Two more listeners left us stories.
2: So this comes from a young mother named Suzanne. And um, she, I'm just gonna, she named her kid here. So I'm just gonna change it to baby. Uh, When Baby was really little, he would often look just past our faces to somewhere else and kind of smile. I didn't really think anything of it, though, although I hear sometimes deceased relatives can come and visit Babies. One night, when Baby was content in the pack-and-play, I went over to look at him. He immediately started fussing and then crying out of nowhere. I picked him up and I held him close and went in to kiss his face. I smelled the sudden strong smell of patchouli oil. So I never made it all the way to the kiss, naturally. Nobody can stand that stuff. Instead, I pulled back and then I moved back in to smell his face, and the smell had faded. I don't wear patchouli oil, and neither does my husband. And I don't have anything patchouli smelling in my house, so I had no idea what happened there. A while back, I used to live in Maui with my auntie. Weird things always happened at our house, which was tiny. A studio, really. The living room had the bed in it, and the dining table was located at the rear of the room next to a window with a pretty thick sill. A big black mag flashlight was standing on the sill with the window closed. I was sitting in the middle of the, ro- the living room holding my puppy, watching TV approximately 12 feet away from the dining table. Out of nowhere, I hear this super loud bang right behind me. I turn around to see what happened, and the big black flashlight somehow managed to end up right behind my butt. Scared the crap out of me. I'm still not sure exactly what happened. It was like it was thrown. My best friend and her husband came to visit me at that house when I lived there. My auntie was not there. It was just the three of us. We hung out for a while in the living room and walked around outside. Big property. Uh, She has that in parentheses. And then when it was time for them to leave, I drove down a dirt road and they followed me. When I came back to the house, one of the kitchen table chairs was smack dab in the center of the hallway entrance. It was not there before. I was at the table where it belonged. It was at the table where it belonged. Excuse me. I, of course, called my friend to verify that neither of them had moved the chair, which, of course, they hadn't. No one else was home. And the house was up on a mountain, with the nearest house being over a mile away. This never happened to me there, but my auntie mentioned a couple of times she would be at the table or in the kitchen and hear thuds in the hallway. When she went in the hallway, all her clothes, normally folded on the shelves, would be on the floor. On one occasion, she refolded everything, put it back, walked away, and they all ended up on the floor once again.
3: That's really weird. And that's
2: Suzanne's story.
3: Yeah, that would be creepy.
2: Yeah. Thank you, Suzanne. Okay, and this one comes from... This one's from Bill. When I was 17, my friends and I decided to go up to the old cemetery on the hill. It's literally named Cemetery Hill. It's the burial place of a family that was brutally murdered in the 1800s. We went up to the very top at dusk and decided to have a seance. Stupid idea on our part. (laughs) As we were sitting where I started to hear... As I was sitting there, I started to hear faint church bells in the distance, which was weird because it wasn't a normal sound, and we also didn't have a church in town. Then I got a very weird feeling. It got super cold in the dead of summer. I calmly told everyone there that we needed to leave, like now, and then everyone started going, and I flanked the back of the group with another friend. I felt my hair being pushed to the side and a man's voice telling me to get the F out. So I yelled for everyone to run. A friend of mine fell and I went to turn around to get her when I looked up to where I was standing on the hill and saw a huge black transparent figure coming towards us. So I got her and ran out of there for dear life. The rest of the walk home, little pebbles were being thrown at me until we crossed the train tracks. Every time I pass there now, I always get the feeling that whatever that was there is still there. And then uh, they sent a nice second story here. My family home that I lived in was extremely haunted and my room was the most haunted of them all. I've heard footsteps in there. I've had things fly off the shelf. I've had a woman singing at my window. I've had things tap on my windows where no trees trees were nearby. I've been woke up being choked in my sleep. I've had dreams of whatever it was in the house where it told me I would never escape because I was his. It was really freaky. Me, my mother, and my aunts have all had the same dream of a portal being in our attic. I know this sounds crazy, but it's true. The being has followed me wherever I have moved. I've heard it say my name when getting out of the shower. I've heard it turn on my sinks and TV multiple times. I've tried to sage the house and then it tends to go away for a month, but it comes right back. At my father's house, the locked front door flew open closed on its own I've had some really crazy things happen over the years so that's our final submission and we thank you guys so much for those stories really appreciate it
3: yes thank you very much it's always good to hear from the
2: listeners absolutely and um we're gonna have some more stuff for you when we get right back and guys we're back with Mike Fomelant, friend of the show Mike you got uh season four coming up huh
4: hey yeah yeah thanks uh thanks again for having me um yeah. Season four is about to, uh, about to come out. Uh, uh, October 27th, I believe is, uh, is the season premiere. I'm super excited. We've been so hard at work. Yeah. Like, yeah, you have no idea. Um, but we're, uh, it's almost here and I'm so stoked about it. I know, um, I just can't wait. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, are we, that's man. That's
2: awesome. Yeah, that's... We're, we're looking forward to it. I need some stuff to watch on Friday and Saturday. Right? And I,
3: I think Mike's beginning to understand this part-time passion as being work because we were talking about that podcast the other day. I said, but hey, you have the podcast to have fun. He's like, oh, my God,
2: it's beginning to be like work. <laughs> and I, so I think he's, I, he's getting that pain. <laughs> I think I wore out your Pine Barrens episode. So, yeah, I'm looking for some new material.
4: <laughs> was, that, was that all those uh, watches, views I've been getting? Yes,
2: absolutely. <laughs> So when we were talking, um, I guess a few weeks ago, I was looking for some stories um, for the Halloween special, and that's what this will go on. And you you were kind of mentioning that at the day job you had a couple of things go on. So could you tell us about that?
4: Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, apparently someone just scored in the background. So sorry. I, that. <laughs> I don't know if it's the Giants or the Patriots. looks like it's the Giants. That's the Giants. That's the Giants, yep. Yeah. Um, but anyways, so yeah, I'm an EMT. Um, I've been doing it for 12 years or so. And, um, you know, I, I focus mostly on Bigfoot stuff. I, I don't, um, I'm kind of into paranormal stuff, but I'm not, you know, it's not my, my, my hobby. My interest is Bigfoot. So, um, you know, I've had some things on bigfooting expeditions that I, I, I can't explain more so in the realm of uh, UFO type things, but that's for another time. Um, but working as an EMT, you know, we, we deal with, uh, a lot of stuff and we see a lot of stuff and, um, you know, we're, we're usually with the patients for, you know, 10 or 15 minutes. So we don't, we don't really get to, to, um, build up a rapport too much with, with these, um, with these patients. And, you know, the, the, the reality of being an EMT is people do die. And I've, I've seen death, um, a lot, uh, more than I care to admit. And, you know, every time it's, it's tragic and upsetting and, and everything like that. But, um, again, on the ambulance, we don't, um, it's, it's a very, um, in the grand scheme of things, it's a very rapid, um, Rapid thing that we, we see see each other, me and the patients. But I had picked up a job because um, the EMT world does not pay well. Uh, I had picked up a job working EMT and security at a senior living facility, um, which was uh, you know down the road, and and uh, it was really cool. It was it was one of my favorite uh, one of my favorite jobs because um, it not only did were, was I able to provide that EMT skill set that I have and help people and, and whatever. Um, but this, this job allowed me to uh, get to know people and patients and, and see them from a lot for, you know, a longer period of time and, and uh, be able to go back and check up on them and, and find out what happened to them. Cause that, that helps my skills. And, you know, anyways, sure. so we were, um, I was working here and when I first got hired there, Um, they're like, uh, we, we had different buildings. Uh, I think there were, you know, seven different buildings or something like that. And, or or I don't know, um, 11 and, and they, uh, there's this one right next to the security office called, I don't know if I should say it. Uh, but there's one right next to the security, uh, place and they, um, you know, everybody's like, Oh, you know, watch for this building's ghost. And, and this was right when I got hired and, I was like, yeah, okay. Yeah, you new know. guy,
3: new guy. Uh, <laughs>
4: yeah, maybe they're, maybe yeah, they're pulling yeah. your chain, right. Yeah. And, and you know, I got the impression that it was passed down from, you know, generation of EMT to generation to generation, kind of like, you know, kind of like a, a, a fairy, not a fairy tale, but, a, you know, um, a fable. Right. So, you know, whatever. Or. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, you know, and it wasn't meant that, like, they didn't say anything to scare me. Or anything like that. It was just kind of like matter of fact. But again, I didn't I, I didn't think too much into it and, and I would have if I thought it could have been something. I would have, you know, I, I would have been curious about that. But I didn't. And it wasn't anything crazy. So anyways, fast forward like eight months and nothing happens. Um, you know, I work there full time, I see a lot of things, meet a lot of people, blah, blah, yada, 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 yada. Um but in anyway, this, this, uh, the, the, we, we got a call one night to this, um, this building and, uh, it was for, I, I don't even know what it was for, but, um, one of the, one of the, the tales that people were, were to say that this ghost or whatever does is, um, you turn the corner and the elevator door opens without anybody pressing, you know, a button now, um, uh, let me clarify that, you know, I worked, worked, uh, the second shift and I was there, you know, after midnight, most nights and there's, n- you know, in a senior living facility, there's nobody up and right, the, way the, yeah. the, the way the elevators work is to open a door. You actually have to press the, the button from the outside. Like we had all the keys. I knew, I, I know how to operate elevators and stuff. It's not, you know, right. <laughs> um, <clears throat> anyways, so, so. One of the tales would be like, "Oh yeah, the 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 ghost will open the elevator door if you're going on an emergency call to try to get you up to the room faster, so you don't have to wait because that building was notoriously slow for the elevator. It was like the slowest elevator in the world. So, you know, I was I didn't think much of that. Was again the beginning when I started working. Eight months later or so, I round the corner and the door opens, and we, we you know we were going on a fall or something like that, and I was like, Oh, damn, wow, okay." <laughs> That's cool, and then, you know, I, I don't know about I I I say the feeling with Bigfoot and get that feeling of being watched, but yes. this this was I, I got a, a feeling, an eerie feeling, and I think I I, I can't I could best describe it as like the, the hair was standing up on on my neck, but it wasn't a scary feeling. It wasn't a, It was just like oh, like something there. It was a realization that something might be behind that story that I was told so that you know that long ago. About that, and, and I was like, "That's you know, whatever, weird, but whatever." So I I got that down off the call and and I was telling people about this, and they're like, "Oh yeah, it's a ghost," and I'm like, "Okay, you know, that's just weird, like you know, sure, uh, maybe the elevators m- m- miss you know the operating weird or something." Anyway, so this goes this goes. I, I'm going to, I'm going to call it a ghost. I don't know. I, I don't know what happened. Why not? I, I still don't know, but every time, and I, I swear every time, it wouldn't be every time, every time that there was a serious emergency call, it, there would be like kind of non-serious calls in the sure. building all the time. Right. But like anytime, like you had like a confirmed fall victim or, or something like that. And this, it started happening the second time was both elevator doors. As soon as I rounded that corner, both elevator doors would open and it like it's like i get to pick what elevator i went into <laughs> they would open at the same exact time there's again nobody was there pushing the button there's nobody you know and they, they would open at the exact same time and i was like oh thank you you know i would yeah. say i would say, oh, thank you out loud hoping that it's you know i don't know <laughs> yeah. Yeah. thank you
3: john thank you Joan. thank you whatever yeah. you are right it's, it's, we'll call it helpful mojo we could call it minerva we like minerva
4: <laughs> for ghost man. so so um so that was weird and that happened all the way up oh, until yeah. i stopped working that job and and it was just very very you know weird i, I don't know i, I don't know that it didn't happen in any other building uh that was the, the only it it, it it was weird but so something kind of more to that was I was doing um, like the building checks. It was at probably 10, 11 o'clock or so, and I was assigned to check that building. I never liked that building after those elevator doors opened for the first time. I don't know why, but I, I didn't th- – I don't know. It was That's weird. creepy, Yeah. Yeah, it was just, it was a creepy, it wasn't, a, it wasn't like I was getting a bad feeling or anything. It was just, I didn't, I, I would prefer to do a building with like three more floors that I had to walk that much more distance rather than the easy building. <laughs> well, you would prefer
2: to see the person that's helping you.
4: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so, um, so the way I did the, the building, checks where I, I would do the, just the way the building was laid out. I'd do the first two floors and then take the elevator up to the, the top floor and <clears throat> again, the elevator didn't open when I was on the, the first floor, you know, I pressed the button, rode it up to the top, whatever I, I get done doing one hallway, go down the other hallway. And I, I kind of circle back towards uh, towards the elevator and I was waiting for the elevator on the top floor. And I don't know, there's no, there's no, uh um, windows in the top in the hallways there it's like kind of like a hotel except no windows at the end gotcha and uh none of the doors were open i just i had literally just walked the both both of the the hallways on the on the floor to to confirm that everybody was in their room the there we had a latch system so i know nobody was outside of the room it was impossible if anybody was outside of their room and it looked it was just the strangest thing it it looked like you know when you're sitting watching TV and maybe you have, like, a window behind you or something and a car turns and the headlights kind of glare across the wall? Yeah, yeah. That is exactly what happened out of – I was waiting for the elevator. The, it, it, was, it was a light, and it went from, like, behind me kind of off to my left-hand side. I was looking at the elevator to, from the left-hand side across the, the doorway – and then and like it, it, faded away right after it, it got into the, the hallway on the other side. Like, and
3: like, I, like, like yellow light, white light. It
4: was, yeah, it was white. It was, it was, it was white, just like, like a, like a car. And wow. you know, wow. I, again, I got that feeling. and I was like, Oh man, come on. <laughs> like, like, come on. And, and I, you know, I, I couldn't tell you what it was. I, I, I looked around I was like you know I I let the elevator go because I wanted to find out what it was sure creepy as anything I, I walked the hallways again just to confirm that everybody was in the room and it, it, all the all the doors were were shut and the latches were on so nobody had opened the door in between the time that I first went through and in between I, and the time that went through the second time so that means I was the only person in the hallway and that light thing happened That's and it just was crazy <laughs> Yeah. I, I, you know, and like I said, I'm not really into, in a, in a paranormal and, and ghosts uh, as much as I am Bigfoot, but I don't know what that was. I, I just can't, you yeah. know,
2: can't explain they, it away. They, yep. they
4: they, they said it was um, when I, when I first got there, I, I failed to mention, they said it was um, the ghost of, and this is why I thought it was kind of like ridiculous. It was a ghost of someone who passed away um, who was sitting in their chair, who was like the best friends of all the EMTs oh, and stuff. God. They, always like, they, always so they like, were helping
3: like, you out on purpose.
4: That, yeah, that's, that's that. And you know, the guy passed away in his apartment, in that building, um, in his, in his favorite chair and you know, that was years before, but I, I, you know, I don't know how true that is. I couldn't confirm that. Right. But, um, yeah, I mean, awesome. I, I don't
2: know. Yeah. You still working there, Mike? No, no, I'm not. <laughs> no, I've, uh,
4: I've moved on to uh, to uh, different things. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha.
2: Hey, man, thanks a lot for relating the story. So, you got season four coming up. So, where are we going in season four? Where, where are you, can you uh, talk geez. about where we're going?
4: Yeah, we are going. Uh, let's see. Uh, we're going to Maine, to New Hampshire, to Virginia, Ohio, New York. Um, and West Virginia, West Virginia and Virginia. So I don't know which wow. one I said. But yeah, we're going all over. It's uh, it's turning out to be a, I'm still editing, of course, but we got the first couple episodes done. Um, we are looking at a seven to eight episode season, so that'll bring us into the new year, which is great. Um, that'll give us, uh, everybody, all the fans, some content to watch over the uh, snowy uh, nice. hibernation yeah. months.
2: Absolutely. And that is uh, Sussex County Bigfoot, right?
4: Yeah, the YouTube channel, Sussex County Bigfoot. And the show is In the Shadow of Big Red Eye. We're all over Facebook and Instagram. Awesome.
2: Thanks, buddy. Thanks for relating the story.
4: Hey, absolutely. Thanks for having me on again.
2: You got to hold on one second, pal. So who do we have up next? Next, we have Dave, um, who called me. And he's got an interesting story about um, a house that he was renting and moved into, um, it's a pretty good story. It's got some elements of, uh, poltergeist activity in it. Wow. And, uh, I think you'll enjoy it. So hold on. Hey Dave, thanks for joining us. Uh, welcome to wicked garden. And, um, thanks for taking the time tonight. I know you had a really rough time getting home, (laughs) so I appreciate you taking the time. And, um, your story is about, um, moving into uh, a new house. So if you just want to walk us into it, go right ahead.
0: Yeah. Um, uh, well, thanks for having me. Sure. <laughs> and, um, we, uh, we lived in a house actually right before we moved. We've only been out of that house for about two months. we moved in the house for now, which is calm and cool and everything's okay. So this
2: is you and your girlfriend, right? And the kids.
0: Yeah. And, okay. uh, and the three, uh, three kids. Right. Um, yeah, we moved in. It seemed like everything was fine. There's was, was no problems whatsoever. Uh, but uh, we, at nighttime, it just it just sounded like it was hardwood floors. So you, it kind of sounded like there's people walking. And I stay up late at night because I do a lot of artwork and stuff. So I'm painting, and it's quiet, and it sounds like people are walking right up to the doorway, to the door, and you think somebody's, you know, I, I would lean back even to open the door to let whoever was walking in, and I'd open the door up, thinking it was, you know, my girlfriend, oh, God. and there would be nobody there, wow. you know? and it happened like, it happened like almost every night. Really? And, yeah, and then, uh, <laughs> and then basically with the, uh, it was like when you walk in the front door of the living room, and then the kitchen to the right, and you go through a little hallway, and they turn the garage into like another family room, Okay. and the laundry, and the laundry room was right there on your left that it seemed like everything was right there by the laundry room. Like, everything came from right there. So, it was kind of weird. Like, at nighttime, if you walk, I would walk by there, and I swear, I swear that I would hear somebody say something like, you know, they would say my name right when I was walking by. So, And I think it was, it just was weird. It sounded like someone was whispering my name to me when I walked by the laundry room right there.
3: I find it interesting that they chose whatever you were experiencing was happening when you were being creative. Was that yeah. a consistent thing that you would be you know, working on your art and they would walk by?
0: Yeah, it, it did happen a lot, but I, I was the one that was working on the house all the time. I was always tearing something down and building something back up. So, and then it seemed like the more I did, I built a loft in the room right next to a laundry room. And after that happened, I mean, things really, that was toward the end of us living there for the year. And some couple of really crazy things happened. And they, my girlfriend was even in on one of the things. And she, I'll tell you about that too.
2: Okay. So yeah, just take us through it as, as you can go. We'll we'll stop interrupting you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, you're fine. You're all right. fine. Yeah. But, uh, um, so basically I was telling everybody, you know, do you hear that? Like I would hear something and they would all look at me like, I oh, didn't hear it. I was like, you did not just hear somebody say you know or scream or say something real loud and they don't look at me like I was crazy and uh and so I told everybody I was like it's coming from right here by right the laundry room and when you go into the laundry room that's where you go into the attic so I was like you know what I'm going to open the attic up I've never been in there before popped a little hatch and just kind of stick my head up there look around and see if there's anything in there well I've got a, a chair and I pushed on the little, you know, the, the wood thing right there, and I pushed it up, and it seemed like it was being held down by something. I'm like, this is weird.
2: Yeah, did the so di- told- one more interruption. Did the attic have yeah. vents? Um, no.
0: Okay, no, okay. No. And, um, because there was no, like, fireplace or anything like that. I all the vents for the, the like, the uh, bathroom and that stuff went out the walls.
2: Right. So,
0: so uh. So I was pushing on the thing, and I told Celeste that everybody was in there. Of course, the kids were standing around the chairs. She's standing right there, too. And I go, I go, there's something on the, the piece of wood. And I pushed the thing up, and I put it to the side, and I stuck my head up there, and there was a pillow, a big pillow, just like one of would be in your bed, right on top of the door, of the <laughs> little tiny – not the door, but whatever that little – Right, you know, the is to go up into the attic.
2: So it wasn't as hinged. This this door was. It wasn't like because most of them are hinged, but this wasn't no, even hinged. Was just, this was just a loose piece of wood. I got gotcha. you.
0: Yeah, you just lifted okay. it straight up and set it on the side and just climbed up in there like an old attic. You gotcha. Know? And I, and I told them guys, I was like, you know, that's weird. There's a pillow in the attic. Why would there be a pillow? And There's no. It's all um, insulation. All boards. There's nowhere to walk. There's nothing up there, but insulation and that pillow.
3: And one pillow. That's really bizarre.
0: Yeah, it is.
2: You know, was so it like I a the pillow up there? I, yeah. I don't blame you. Right? Like, was it a punishing room? You know, back in the day <laughs> for somebody, or, you know, you see those. Yeah, you see those horror movies too, where like somebody's living in the wall or living in the attic. There's a couple of those out now. One of the best one when, when we were a kid was Bad Ronald. I don't know if anybody remembers oh, yeah. that. Yeah, he was actually oh, yeah. living in a wall. That is one of the best movies, and it was like a made-for-TV. It is terrifying.
3: So Dave had his very own bad Ronald living yeah. in the attic. Huh?
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, but uh, you know, after after that, I went in there, and that's when I started, uh, you know, doing some things around the house, like we were like I do a lot of painting and stuff, so I'm always walking in that. Like I said, I'm always up late. So, two, three, four o'clock in the morning, I'm wide awake. Everybody's asleep. I'm outside on the back deck. And had a really big backyard, like half a football field, fenced-in backyard. And uh, I'd be in the backyard at night, and it was muddy. And I've probably told you this before, but uh, my girlfriend got the car stuck in the backyard. <laughs> <laughs> on, on <time>. Whoops. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, so I, I was just out there at nighttime, and it was... The the back porch, and then about 15 feet, and there was the car stuck in the mud. I couldn't get it out. And about another 20 feet past the car was a fire pit we had, and then another 40, 50 feet was the back of the yard all the way to the end. And I was out there one night just kind of, you know, just cleaning out some brushes, hanging out, sitting out there because it was nice out. And uh, I saw something out of the corner of my eye, and I looked up, and it looked like, it looked like, I don't, I don't it sounds crazy, but it looked like there was something, like somebody walking in between me and the car. And I was on the standing on the stairs of the back porch,
2: Right.
0: and I spun around and I looked, cause I thought maybe it was a shadow from somebody, the light inside coming through. But there's there's nothing, there's nobody out nobody was around, nothing at all. And I seen that. and it was just really fast, though. It wasn't like I looked at it for, you know, 10 seconds, but it was just like a flash. It, it was really weird.
2: So maybe like a um, shadow person, huh? Something like yeah, that.
0: Yeah, like, it was okay. a, yeah, it was like you could see, I can't say you see through them. I couldn't really get the gist of who it was or anything, but it freaked me out because I thought somebody was in the backyard, you know? Yeah, sure. Three, three o'clock in the morning. What the hell are you doing in my backyard?
2: Yeah, had up to no good.
0: Right? Yep. <clears throat> so, uh, and I mean, I, so Celeste, I wouldn't tell the kids, you know, because i don't going to freak them out. And she was starting to get freaked out, you know. Right. And uh, we just uh, we just kept on with normal life, and after a while, I mean, I would hear somebody call my name, like, almost every other night. When I was up late at night, I would hear somebody say, like, Dave, or like, hey, Dave, something like that. And, and I'd look at her and say, did you hear that? And she said, no, I didn't hear nothing because she, you know, would be up with me. Right. And it just kept on going, kept on going until the little uh, incident on the back porch or whatever I'll tell you about. On the back porch that we had, it was a pretty big one, and it had a uh, roof on it. Um, That was like a regular roof on a house, like a triangle. It went up and down, you know. Mm -hmm. So I had to cover that whole thing up to fix the leaks and the boards that were underneath of it. So I was going to throw a tarp over the top of the whole thing. So I got these, I got a rope, two pieces of rope, and I tied little uh, weights to the end of them so I could throw it over to the other side. And I was just going to tie the tarp on and then just go to the other side and pull the tarp up over the top of the roof and down the other side. Right. So it's a nice night. It's the summertime. It, there's no wind blowing, no nothing. It's kind of hot and I'm out there, and it's probably 1 o'clock in the morning, something like that. And I threw the rope over to the other side, and it came down, and I went over to about 10 feet, and I threw another rope over so I could tie it on both sides to the other side, and they were hanging down about head level. I'm like six foot tall. So it was hanging down, so it would hit you in the face if you walked by it, more or less. Right. So I threw them over there. They were just hanging there, and I started doing something else. And uh, I came back out from the house, and the rope on one side was was gone. It gone? Like, gone, gone? It was, yeah, like, you could see it hanging on one side of the house, and then on the other side, you could see both ends. The other side, the ropes were exactly the same length that I cut the rope. Right. So, on the right side, furthest away from me, they were the same height. On the other side where I was, there was one hanging down and the other one was gone. (laughs) And it was just hanging there a minute ago.
4: Right.
0: And I couldn't see up over the gutter because the rail on the deck, you know, wouldn't let me go far enough back to see up over it. So I'm thinking, what the hell, you know, (laughs) where'd the rope go? go? So I'm going to have to get a ladder and climb up there and get the deck on a rope or pull it down from the other side and throw it over again. So I turned around, I bent down to grab a tool. And I stood back up and turned around where the rope would have, should have been, and it was hanging right there, back <laughs> down again. It wasn't, there was no wind. It The rope wasn't like swinging from side to side like it fell back over. It was dead right. still. Oh, man. Right there. Bad Ronald yeah, it's, was it's, really
3: upset with you for messing up his right? sleep, man. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And I, I mean, I feel free, really freaked me out. Like you know, that was like the first time I actually seen something that really, really got to me. You know, and I kind of, I, I watched a lot of the ghost stuff. And, you know, I, I like that stuff. And I did. That's my kids screaming in the background. It, that's right. fine. <laughs> and, uh, and you know, I, I believe in it because it's happened to me all of my life.
1: Right.
0: So I'm just. I try not to get upset because I figure, you know, if the ghost sees you get upset, you know, maybe they'll They're do something. Word pour,
2: pour it on more, right.
0: Right. <laughs> right, you know. So I was just, uh, I didn't really think, you know, I was kind of scared, but I didn't want to run back in the house. So I walked down off of the deck and the grill was right there. But we were grilling out earlier that night and the coals were still hot. And I was going to pour, turn the hose on, and kind of just, you know, just in case it fell over in the middle of the night I don't burn the house down or anything. Right. So I was over there five feet into the yard, standing next to the little charcoal grill, and I bent down to grab the hose. And while I was bending down to grab the hose, it sounded like somebody ran up behind me, like the feet on the ground, like. <laughs> I mean, I stood up, like, spun around with my fist in the air because I thought it was – I really thought somebody Man. was running up on me. Right. And it it really, really – that part freaked me out. I mean, really – I thought it was maybe one of my friends playing a joke on me. Right. They always come over late at night, and it, it freaked me out so bad. I just – I was like, okay, and my heart was racing, and – and my eyes were a little wide, and I just put the screwdriver down and walked back <laughs> in the house and said, "I'm not going back out the rest of the night."
2: Yeah, that can wait the, till morning, more. man. When it's when it's sunny out, Jesus. At
3: that point, you almost need something there so that you can hit it and get rid of that energy, right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I went. I went. In, I went inside and I went to get my girlfriend in the bedroom. I said, "Hey, honey." I had my knees was hurting me back then. I go, hey, hon. She goes, yeah. And I go, could you go outside and get that screwdriver the and the hammer left right <laughs> by the door? <laughs> Does she? she like, sure. She just walks out there, gets it, comes back here, like <laughs> nothing. Like nothing. I'm like, oh, so, like, good God. Then I told her what happened, and she was pissed off at me. Oh, I bet she was.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome.
0: Oh, and, man. Uh, yeah, and then the, the, the kind of the, like the last thing was like when, about a month before we were going to move. And the voices kept on coming all the time, right. all the time. It they would just say my name, or you hear like I hear like a kid screaming or kids yelling, and there'd be nobody home but me. And I think it would be kids outside. I look outside. There's no kids. It's just weird. It's just really, really weird. Yeah. Or whatever. And, you, and uh, yeah,
2: yeah, you had you had told me about that guy too. I, like I, you didn't get along real good with this landlord, and he was an older yeah. guy, right? And he owned the yeah, house you're... and it makes you wonder like, you know, th- maybe he ha- had one time just really, maybe he just said, screw it. I'm out of here. You know what I mean? Maybe he got out of there. Maybe think he was like,
3: experiencing the same thing? Yeah.
2: Yeah. you it's know. Possible. Well, the lady, the, the lady that lived there before us had five kids
0: and it was only a three bedroom house. Oh. So she had a ton and ton of kids and she moved out um, like abruptly kinda and we didn't really know why they they lived there for like what, four or five years, something like that. And just one day called him up and said, We're moving out and we got all their stuff and moved out and they had like four or five kids. I'm thinking they but they chained one of them up in the attic or you yeah, know, right. gave him a or pillow something like that. But she was a really nice lady, you know, but right. they you won't know, be in the mold. <laughs> but but yeah. the the last the last thing before we were moving out which this is a free, and it happened to my, my girlfriend was there too, and she heard it. And I'll, I'll tell you, we have a baby, it's, he's two years old. So he was in the, we got the baby monitors. So we're in the bedroom. And so you always hear him rustle around the bed because those things are real sensitive, you know? Right. <clears throat> Everything, they, they, they move the blankets and you can hear it. Mm-hmm. So it's no big deal to hear noises come through, you know, through the baby monitor. So we're up one night, and both of us are up, and it's probably 2 o'clock in the morning. It's a Saturday night. You know, we're staying up late. She's painting, and I'm doing something else. And we're just chit-chatting in the bedroom watching TV. She's on one side of the bed, I'm on the other. And, you know, no big deal. And you can hear the baby in there rustling around, you know, like he's something. And she heard it, too. All of a sudden, you hear this voice on there, like the most scary, demonic, voice that you could ever possibly hear in a movie. Like, like, rah, 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 like something like oh that. God coming from the baby's the room. Oh yeah. In the baby's room. She jumped up and ran out the door faster than I did. Mama to bear. Go run into, yeah. Running to see who the hell is in, you know, yeah. who's in the baby's room. And I grabbed a baseball bat. I was sitting right there. Cause I'm thinking, man, there's, there's, it was a guy's voice. There's an adult in our baby's room. We ran down the hallway, opened the door up, and both the baby and Braden, who's he's 12, was in the baby. He sleeps in there too, were dead asleep. Not nothing. And and I, I swear, I was ready to kill somebody, more or less, because they were in my baby's, my kid's room. Hey,
2: yeah, you were and convinced?
0: She, oh, yeah. She, like yeah. I said, she'd never heard anything before. And her eyes got as big as silver dollars, and she jumped faster than I did taking off to that room. And we busted open the door, and both of them were dead asleep. The windows were shut because it was, um, I think it was like uh, January, something like that, February, so it was cold outside. So the windows were not, it was, I mean, the windows were down and everything. So it freaked me out to the point where I didn't even want them to sleep in the bedroom anymore, and the baby ended up sleeping with us. For a couple of the last couple of weeks that we lived there. And then finally, because of the other reasons, we just, you know, we got to get right, out of here.
2: Right.
0: And we moved out of there and came here. We've been in this house for two months. And I told her, I was like, you know, you watch the movies on TV. I was like, I really hope that whatever was in that house don't follow us over to this one. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you know? yeah. we've been here for two months and it's, it's fine. There's no noises, no baby monitor noises, no nothing. But I tell you what, when I heard that voice, and she heard it too. It, it was the freakiest thing that's yeah. ever, ever happened to me in my life.
2: You know, and you, you hear that all the time nowadays with those baby monitors. Yeah. Whatever it is about those baby monitors.
3: There must be some frequency they that's seem open to, to them.
2: Yeah, because you'll see videos all over Facebook and you'll see, you know, mm-hmm. you now some of them are admittedly fake maybe, but people are talking all the time about how they pick up strange voices on baby monitors.
0: Yeah, I figured they always say it's like the CB or something like that back in the right. old days when the trucks did all that stuff. But we're not near, we're, we're nowhere near a highway, and we're out in the country, kind of, right. you know.
1: And
3: are there even um, still CBs in trucks?
0: <laughs> right, right. I have
2: yeah. To do that <laughs> yeah, I don't know either. We're
3: dating ourselves with that story. Yeah. yeah. So,
2: yeah. so going back a little bit, just backing up a little bit, you're yeah. pretty convinced that, you know what what was going on was, was really coming from that laundry room where the access to the attic was.
0: Right. Yeah. The, the, yeah. In the, in that laundry room, like I said, it was like the space in between the garage and the house, but they changed the garage into it. And then like in the laundry room too, they had one of those things on the floor, like, um, like the big round sewer trying to,
2: Oh man.
0: Lids, lids or whatever. So it yeah. went down to like a cistern, like a water cistern that was in there. Yeah. But it never was opened. I never opened it. It was like looked like it'd been painted shut and it looked heavy and I'd never messed with it. But it was that was on the floor and then the attic thing was right above it. And I just kept telling, you know, Celeste, there's something funky going on in that room and I didn't even like to go in there. And I'm not a I'm not scared of, you know, anything really spiders maybe except going and getting <laughs> a screwdriver around <laughs> the yard
2: you know what's interesting man you got that water you got elements of yeah. of the water which you know running water they always say spirits need you know running water mm-hmm. to to help um elemental spirits a lot of times will come out of holes in the ground you got yeah. like you got some of that going on because you know, you'll hear about a lot of hauntings and 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 stuff will go on inside the house, but you had it going on inside and outside.
0: Yeah, you know, we used to sit around the fire pit all the time. I get late at night and everybody go to bed, and I'd walk out there, you know, at midnight and just kind of sit there. And you could it, it sound it was weird. It, you could sound like it sounded like people were talking, all of, like around you or like behind you in the woods, because it was probably I don't know maybe. 100 feet of woods before you got to the other house right and it was midnight but it sounded like people were talking outside you couldn't understand what they were saying but it just sounded like it, just, it was weird yeah. after a while i got i got kind of freaked out i didn't want to be outside by myself
2: i mean you got <laughs> you got classic elements of everything going on there you know you got an intelligent haunting because it's going your name yeah you know it's enjoying screwing with you so that's almost a little bit poltergeisty You know, and then on top of it all, with you talking about that that cistern that was there, you know, you got the Mm -hmm. elemental spirit thing going on, man. Yeah, it's a wonder nobody, you know, you're out of there and, you know, the guy's probably still having a hard time renting it.
0: it. He didn't rent it out again. He put a full sale sign in the front yard when we moved out and it's still in the front yard.
2: You know what would be awesome? To find out if... I don't know how Ohio does this, but, you know, how they have to disclose, like, here in Penn, do we have it in Pennsylvania, or is it in Pennsylvania, and Jersey, where you have to disclose a haunting trace?
3: I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember. I think
2: it was on paperwork in Pennsylvania. I think it was
3: Pennsylvania.
2: But there are states where you have to do that. It would be interesting to see if this guy did that, but we know, we both know, because you had told me before you had a hard time getting them do work you know he's not putting that on there <laughs> right well it's yeah. interesting
3: too the the idea that the uh whatever this was reached out to you when you had been working on the house that's a, yeah. a common experience absolutely right reached out to you when you were doing mm-hmm. something creative
2: you Hear it time and time time again.
3: and time again right and that, then the concept of for those who don't know what a cistern is it's a a, a way to catch water so that you have rainwater to fill your mm-hmm. your uh house with water um before like city water came into spaces. I assume then the house was probably built around the in, in the early nineteen hundreds. Is that about right?
0: Yeah, it was um I think it was uh it was, I think you said it was in the forties. In the forties. Like nineteen yeah. forties or something yeah. like that. I mean so that's I mean that's a long, long time yeah. ago. And it was out on the end of like when I was a kid I I grew up close to there and I remember that part being the very edge of the houses and then woods, the rest of it. And now there's subdivisions where the woods were, Right. but those are the older houses and the subdivision now is the newer houses that are on the other side. Wow.
2: So you like to dabble in, in, you know, a little bit of ghost hunting yourself. I mean, did you ever try to do any EVPs or anything when you were there and
0: no, okay. because okay. honestly, with, with all the kids and stuff, I didn't want to, Yeah, kind of yeah. didn't want to piss anybody off, <laughs> you <know>? Yeah, no,
2: <laughs> makes perfect sense. Didn't want to rile
3: at the spirits or the children, right?
0: <sighs> but I wouldn't, I mean, it's, it's probably empty now, I mean, he probably wouldn't let me go back in it, because we, you know, he wasn't a very good landlord, and I'd let him know right. he wasn't, but it'd be, it'd be, if you guys, if somebody could go there, an empty house and something like that, it'd, it'd, it'd be kind of cool, I would think, to sit in there and.
2: One night and just you know, yeah, you, whatever. I mean, we experienced exactly what you're talking about with when we were doing renovations. Um, something mm-hmm. that happened to the two of us is we were literally finishing up the renovation of our basement. Finishing, mm-hmm. I mean, literally, we're moving the last table and putting it in a, in the spot, and we're down in the basement. Uh, there's nobody else in the house. Doors were locked, the whole nine yards. You know, you can see the sidewalk from where we were, but you could see nobody was walking by. We placed this table down, and this voice comes out of, like, nowhere. It was not even a direction. And it says, yeah. that looks so nice.
3: <laughs> it was cool. Really? Yeah, and
2: I looked at her, and I'm like, did you hear anything? And she said, yeah, yeah, I did. <laughs> and I said, what did you hear? And she told me, and I was like, that's exactly what we heard. I mean, that's exactly Uh, what I heard. It was just crazy, man. Yeah. So I I I bet you're glad to get out of there.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when I was working on the house, doing that, making that loft, because that was kind of a big thing, I was changing the house, you know, something fierce. I was doing, you know, I had drills and power tools and everything right there. And I remember being up on the ladder, putting the boards in, the braces, and the drill that was laying on the ground that was plugged into the wall, just turned on all by itself once and it I, I started to get down off of the ladder and it went right back off again. I just kind of blew that off as, you know, that's an old tool, maybe it just, but it, it it's never done that. And I've used it 50 times since then. And it's never done it again. That's you really gotta press scary. got the trigger,
2: right? Right. <laughs> I mean, it right. has to. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It, was the
0: only, it was one of the older drills too, you know. So, so that like, means the trigger is really even harder, press. right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah.
2: You know, we'll give it, we'll give that one to maybe it's gotten older and maybe some wiring was going into it. But that's also really weird, man. Yeah. Really strange.
0: Because it never ever did it before and it never did it after that. And like I said, I've used it 50 times in this new house that I'm in and it's never done it at all. It's just weird. I think there's something about that place.
2: Yeah. (laughs) I would say so, man. I would say so. Yeah. So you were talking, uh, You know, before we came on, you were talking a little bit about you had something actually happen to you in your grandmother's house too, right?
0: Yeah, well, yeah, that's 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 probably the first thing that I could remember a long, long time ago. But not a lot of stuff happened between then and you know now, maybe four or five times. Just out of the corner of your eye, you see something. But yeah, back then, it it was it freaked me out as a kid, and I'd never I never wanted to go in that house. And I probably only went back upstairs in that house one time. After that, until she passed away, and and that was like twenty something years, but I never went back upstairs. But maybe once right. after I seen that. Right, and what
2: I did what did you see? What happened?
0: We were it was a summertime, and they were having a it was like I don't know what it was, family reunion, something like that, and everybody was there. My. uh Aunts and uncles and all my cousins and that side of the family's my mom's and, and you know there's a lot of people. My her sister, my aunt, had six kids. Okay. So you know it's a big, big family. Yeah. And we were at my grandma's house and like I said, the house was built. It's you know in Miamiville. It was built during the Civil War kind of times. All the rocks that they made the house from, they carried from the river, the Little Miami, to there to build the. It's a two-story house in the basement. Is one of those old creepy basements where you gotta walk down under the house and okay. the floor is actually dirt.
2: <laughs> it's yeah.
0: not concrete or anything. It's a dirt, it's an old dirt it's creepy. And um so basically I was inside the house, I was probably I don't know, maybe seven years old, something like that.
2: Right.
0: And I was in the house in the living room and the stair steps were at the edge of the living room and they went up to uh the upstairs where my grandma and grandpa slept. And I was down there doing something, messing around at the bottom of the stairs, and I just look, I stood up and I looked up, and there was an old guy, like dark figure, and I could tell he was an old, you know, old gentleman, an old guy, with a hat on, like one of those old, old round hats, you know, okay. standing right there at the top of the stairs. And I didn't know him. And I was like, you know, I, I yelled and ran outside, and nobody was really in the house. You know, everybody was outside because it was summertime, and I freaked out and ran outside, and I started screaming, there's somebody upstairs, there's somebody upstairs, and all my uncles and grandpa went in the house and went upstairs, and there was nobody up there. Oh,
3: that's scary. Oh,
0: man. Yeah.
3: I don't blame you for not going up those stairs. (laughs) I
0: never, never, ever went back back up those stairs, like I said. Ever, maybe one time my grandma said, "Can you go upstairs and get something?" I looked at her. I was probably like 18 years old. I was like, "Really? Have to? <laughs> Come on, grandma, can't you go up those old crickety stairs and
2: get that <laughs> yourself?" Yeah, my grandmother's house was super creepy. I've told yeah. those stories, so yeah. yeah, I I get it. Well, Dave, thanks a lot for sharing your stuff tonight, and uh we really appreciate. it. I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit. We're doing this, as you know, this is our you know our Halloween yeah. special. So I'm going to put you on a spot a little bit here. What's your favorite? What's your favorite Halloween movie to watch? It All
0: movie?
2: Yeah.
0: Oh, uh, ooh! I'm a I'm a big fan of the old uh, like uh, Michael Myers. You know? Okay. I like the like the first Halloween that came out. I think it really creeped me out. You know? Yeah. When I was a kid. Well, I was young when those came out, and those really it really scared me because he doesn't yeah. talk. They were scary. No They're still scary. You know. Yeah, it's it's not like Freddy Kruegers and stuff where they get all angry and stuff. What's that?
2: William Shatner mask? Yeah, right. Did you have you seen the new one with um, that Danny McBride did?
0: Um, yeah, I'm I'm kind of a horror movie freak. I got okay thousands of DVDs. Yeah, Danny McBride did a good
2: job with the remake. Yeah, Yeah. It's pretty good. i got
0: all kinds of horror movies, but yeah, that was the kind of ones that really, that was one that really freaked me out. And I like Halloween a lot. I mean, that's like my favorite holiday.
2: Yeah. Well, thanks, buddy. I appreciate you yeah. coming on and, um, hold on one second and we'll be right back after this message.
4: Okay. like we're surrounded in here. My name is Mike Familons, and I'm the producer and lead investigator for the show In the Shadow of Big Red Eye. Are you tired of seeing repeat episodes of fake Bigfoot shows? Do you want to join me and my team and see what a true investigation is really like Then get your knocking stick and let's go full episodes of in the shadow of big red eye can be found by subscribing to our YouTube channel Sussex County Bigfoot. Also be sure to like in the shadow of big red eyes, Facebook page and follow us on Instagram for giveaways and show updates.
2: And we're back at wicked garden and we got uh, Bobby bars on the line. Uh, Bobby's kind enough to call in. He's got a few stories he wants to share with us. And Bobby sent me a picture that's probably the craziest picture I've ever seen.
3: It is crazy. I yeah. I really really want to understand how that came about. And
2: I I asked Bob. I didn't even tell you. This. I actually sent that today to a buddy of mine um, who took a look at it, and he can't. I mean, this guy is a a photo analyst guy, and he can't figure it out.
1: Yeah, it's uh, I don't know. <laughs> we were just uh, I was just laying there joking with my fiance and. She always likes to sneak pictures of me. So she took a photo of me and then, you know, she went through her photos and seen it. So I figured, you know, hey, why don't you, you know, edit it a little bit. And I'll sit there and it as one of my cover albums for one of my songs called Dire Love. And so, you know, we went from there and we couldn't, I don't know, could never figure it out. I yeah, don't understand how it would warp like that or, right. or anything. And,
2: and the other thing is you can see the skin around where the fist goes. And so I'll put it up on the website and we'll have it. We're actually thinking about doing it as the cover art for our Halloween episode. So You may be the cover art for it. Um, but actually you, what happens is Bobby's arm is across his chest and it looks like his hand is going <laughs> and grabbing his heart. And it's even the skin around it is kind of wrinkled out. Like it, It's an amazing picture, man. It really is.
3: Just curious, what was her reaction when she saw the picture? Did she (laughs) scream? Well,
1: I mean, she's been with me for a while, and everywhere I move, I always have something that follows me. It's been since... Well, over 10 years, I kind of messed with Ouija boards in my life because I love the spirit world and all that. So, right. And it's just as the years went through, it got stronger, and then it went from taking from a year to find me to in the three to six months, eight months, all depends on how far I go. But it's never really terrible. I mean, I fell in love with it. I think it's amazing. The more it does, the happier it kind of makes me. So... I kind so, of see it as a, a cool thing. that. So a it's a good, yeah, thing. it's a
2: good spirit, right? And it's, a, and it's an attachment. How can you remember, you know, what age you were when you started to notice that it was following you around?
1: Um, During my teenager years, probably when I was like fifteen or sixteen, at first I thought it was just everywhere I went was haunted, and then, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> and then people awesome. would tell me be like, "No, we never had this happen <laughs> here, had that here," and I was like, "Okay, well, I guess it likes me enough." So, so I never really seen it as anything, and never really tried to harm me. I've been in places that, like the house I just moved from. That had some spirits that wanted to harm you, but I don't know. It never really harmed me or never really tried to protect me that I've noticed. It's just kind of there. And when it sees that I'm not paying attention long enough, then they'll do a little something here and there to be like, hey, I'm not gone. Like, I am still here.
3: <laughs> so do you call it something specific? Do you have a nickname or?
1: Um no, no really. I don't even know if it's a, a, a man or a woman or a child. It's just, I've never that I've known seen it. I mean, I could have seen it being in other haunted places thinking it was something else that was in the house, but right. it could have been that, but I'm really not sure.
2: Yeah. A lot of times they call him a Damon. Yeah. Not a demon, but a daemon.
3: A yeah.
2: Yeah. 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 So what's, what's some of the crazy stuff that's happened to you, man?
1: Um, well, I mean, there's a couple of things to my life, but nothing more than the house I just moved out of a couple days ago. That's the craziest. I've never really had as much ghost encounters. That I, I mean, I had scary ones. One of the scary ones I had when I was a teenager, I lived out in Dover, Pennsylvania, and well, my brother first, and he woke up first. Supposedly there was a uh, African-American guy who hung himself next door at the bottom of the steps. Well, how our apartment worked is ours was on the other side of the wall where we have our steps at. So my brother woke up. He uh, went to go downstairs, and he seen this black guy standing at the bottom of the steps, and he just staring at him and then walked through the wall. And then <laughs> like That's an hour lovely. later— I woke up, went to go downstairs because we always snuck downstairs, play video games while my mom was sleeping and get right. something to drink. And well, so I went to go down and the same thing happened to me. Well, when we woke up the next morning, my brother brought it up to me. And then, you know, it turned out like an hour after I seen it. But he woke up around like three. I saw it around a little after four in the morning. But that was scary. Hell yeah. I <laughs> so I stand at the bottom of your stuff and then they, you know, walk through the wall. You're like, oh my God, exactly. I'm back to bed. <laughs>
2: yeah, I, I, that, that'll, that'll shake you up, that's for sure. Yeah, I, I had a, an experience when I was a really young kid and I told this on episode zero, but uh, I actually had a crisis figure. I had my grandfather come back the day he died and I was like four years old open up the closet and he's standing there and I'm four. So I thought it was funny. Like, you know, Hey, how do he do that? You know what I mean? So I'm like, right. and, and then he looked down at me and he's like, uh, Hey bud, listen, I'm not gonna be able to see you anymore, but you're going to go get ice cream. And I'm like, Oh, so I knew something was wrong. I slammed the door, ran over on the bed. Turns out he had died that day. And then, you know, all the parents left, all the older people left. And uh, my older cousin came around and actually took us out for ice cream. So he was giving me a little, you know heads up on that, oh, gonna that go. Amazing, so, man. Yeah, well, when you see stuff like that man yeah it shakes you up so
1: yeah because when you're that young it's you are young now. it's like what yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> so that th- did you guys uh ever see that guy again
1: um no that was the first and the only time we've actually ever experienced something in that apartment
2: so you guys scared him more than he scared you.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and we were there for like a year or two and that was the only thing that ever happened. Okay.
2: So moving forward, um, what else what else happened?
1: Um, well, before I lived at my mother's house, uh-huh. which is actually her mother in law's house, but we wouldn't sit there, go over and visit and I mean, me and my girl, we'd have our fair share of arguments and, you know, negative energy. You end up making some spirit mad. And that's the house that actually I was uh, talking to you a little bit about. Okay. That has like a portal down in the basement. Yeah. Well, what what makes you say that?
2: Did you guys, did you you have anybody come in or did you guys just just know?
1: Yeah. Well, when they moved in, everybody was getting attacked. So even like in the shower or sleeping or even being out in the garage, it's like the whole property. But they would have, I guess, a preacher or something come in, and they said that it could be two things. It could be a portal, which they know for sure, that is down in the basement in this little like dirt crawl out space. And then there might be one showing a little bit of like extra energy up in the attic area.
2: Right.
1: Well, we never really worried about the attic area because most of the time it's the basement, which comes up to the first floor and the second floor. So it pretty much runs the whole house, whatever comes through there. One we know for sure is a negative one. It is a black shadow, and that is one that likes to attack people, and it it gets massive. It could fill up half the room. That's how big this shadow gets. You just wake up and, and see this big shadow over you, and the, the more you're waking up, the more the shadow is spreading out, but you can't move. It's hard to yell, do anything. I mean, it happened to me around two or three times. I'd wake up in the middle of the night and it'd usually be after an argument and I can't speak. I can't move. I'll sit there and tap my fiance with my finger, but it's not enough to wake her up. And then it finally lets go of me. But I mean, it's been real violent and it likes to throw stuff and move stuff, not necessarily at people, but it definitely likes to throw stuff. And There's also a little girl you'll hear laughing, giggling sometimes, sometimes talking to a man that has a deeper voice, but the man with a deeper voice don't seem very nice either. It likes to carry on full conversations like it's talking to somebody, but it's like you can tell it has negative to it. And that's in the garage and in the house. And it likes to mock people's voices and, make you think your family member's home and they're not trying to rip the bathroom door open while you're using the bathroom and you think, you know, Oh, I'm in here. And then you come out and there's nobody in the house.
2: (laughs) That's actually, yeah, that's actually a known phenomenon. I can't remember the name of it right now, of course, but yeah, I mean, that's something that goes on a lot, especially with negative spirits.
1: Yeah. It does crazy things. Like the whole mocking people thing we don't like and we don't like that. For some reason, it's my mother's door. They put a padlock on it now because it likes to open and slam really hard and crack the frame. So they put every time they leave the room, they put a padlock on it so it don't That's do that crazy. anymore. But you can still hear it up there shaking like it's trying to open it.
3: And she still lives there with this oh, yeah, rattling there's... door and...
1: Shoot. Yeah, we got we got used to it. I mean, it's to the point where we're like, Oh man, I wish we would have got that on video. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But they won't bring any more like ministers or anything like that. They now they just burn sage every three to six months. Depend okay. sometimes longer depending on how strong it gets when it starts trying to affect people emotionally is when they we start burning sage again. Right. But did other they, than that, if it wants to throw stuff, that's all right. Do what you got to do as long <laughs> as you're not trying to hurt anybody. Right,
2: right. So did they ever look back and try to figure out, you know, maybe what it might have, you know, if any history on a property or anything like that, did they give it a, give it a shot? Um, the the house
1: looked? was built in, I think, 1972 or 74. Supposedly that's there's a been. This relatively new, yeah. Yeah, as far as we know, that is documented. Um, that was only like awakening there, like awake. Okay. But, I mean, I really don't know. A property is forever, you know what I mean? Yeah, so who knows anything there?
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly.
1: But we know that something keeps getting through. Mainly it's like four or five ghosts that we know of, so far the rest could be silent or it could be multiple ones moving stuff and we think it's the other one. But we know that it's just, it's constant. Some days it won't be anything. I mean, unless you're new to the house, you'll definitely feel it, but living there for a while, it's like there's no feeling. Stuff just happens, I guess, because we're used to it. Yeah,
2: yeah. Our house in Bethlehem was like that. When we first moved in, we had a lot of, you know, it was, I was, she traveled a lot for work, man. I was, and I'm a big dude. I'm six foot four, you know, and I, I was creeped out all the time when she was traveling for work creeped out all the time. I, I would oh, literally I be like six foot four, man. House. And I'm up in the bedroom with the door locked with my dogs. I mean it's crazy. <laughs> it just had that heavy, heavy feeling. I know what you're saying. That's
1: how this house is, it it's it's terrible and now that we're all like used to it and comfortable with it, my dog uh Novi, he's about to pass away, he's old. So it likes to kinda of attack him more now. <laughs> which we kinda get we get mad about that and tell him, you know, leave, leave my dog alone. Stop doing that. Don't be ignorant. Right. Um, the one time, um, uh, my dog was trying to get something to drink cause he's like so old that you gotta just keep him hydrated. But, uh, he was sitting there getting something to drink and all of a sudden his, it's a double bowl that comes out separately, but it's in uh, a thing with two rings to hold it. So he don't flip it or anything. Right. right. And this thing that holds the bowl is steel. It's like it's heavy. And the one time he was getting a drink, the whole thing uh, flew up and hit him in the face. And his dog food bowl flew across from him underneath the kitchen table, like it smashed him in the face and then whipped it across the floor. And he took off into the living room and ducked down in between my legs.
2: Right. Yeah, he doesn't know but, what's uh, going on, right.
1: Yeah, so it, but that's the second time it, it messed with him. It, it does small things here and there, but that's the most severe it done with him. Before, it did the same thing. He was going up to get a drink, and his dog bowl with that even and somehow went around the corner into the kitchen, around another corner into my stepbrother's room. Jesus. Like, Jesus. how does that happen? Right,
2: right. Man, that's crazy.
1: Yeah. Really? So is that uh, the
2: place you just moved out of?
1: Yeah. yeah, I lived there for over a year now, but okay. before, for a couple of years, I was spending the nights there, even though I didn't like to, but I needed, like, rides <laughs> in the morning somewhere, right. so I had to. And, I, you know, it don't really like visitors. People who stay there will make sure you know, like, I can get you if I want to. Right. That's where it likes to, uh, to hold people down in their sleep or it people just go in there. I had friends come over that one not even come in the house. I'll sit in the car. <laughs>
2: oh man, Yeah, that's crazy, man. So do you think, has that gotten any better for, I mean, I know you just moved out, but you know, has that gotten any better for them since you moved out? I mean, you literally just um, moved out a couple of days ago or whatever, right? Well, so I'm wondering I mean, if it's, it's the thing that's following you or if it's the thing that's, you know, actually over there.
1: Oh, room. no, this thing's been there even okay. even before I was there. i mean the mother in law lived there for over ten years. I can't blame it on you right there. yeah, <laughs> I mean, my mom used to mess with me as a jerk and be like, "Stop bringing that thing in here da 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 but she knows it's it's been in that house. there's a lot of things in that house. We don't know what it is, but the, we only know of the little girl, the the black shadow, and the man. And, I mean, a few months ago, I had, the, for the first time, I've seen a real thick white mist. And it was at the time my girl was sleeping, it was this black shadow just kept shooting across the living floor towards the steps. And then this, like, thick white mist just came down the steps, not even a foot, before it just completely disappeared, before it went out of the way of the banister. But that's the first time I've ever seen that.
2: Yeah, those black shadows are, uh, they're about the worst for me. I, they're, they're the things that creep me out the most. I think I sent you one of my pictures from down in a Trans Allegheny Lunatic Asylum with the, there was literally like a nurse and a. Yeah, it, that yeah, was awesome. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that, and I'll tell you what, we were both standing there. Yep. And we didn't see her. Nope. I mean, we took that picture,
1: pictures, videos, all types of stuff, EVPs, like all of it.
2: Yeah. What had happened right before that was uh, that was the third floor of that place. And we were sitting down the end. We had the whole floor to ourself. Um, One wing of it, because what that place is built sort of kind of like a plus sign. So there's four wings coming off, right? There's a wing, you know, going East, West, North and South. So we were in the one wing that had the, um, He actually had the, uh, what's it called? Solitary confinement. Solitary confinement, yeah. So we're down the the end. We're sitting in chairs, and and we're just sitting there, and you can hear down at the end of the hallway something crying, like a woman. You could hear a woman crying, and it it would not record on the audio recorder, but we could hear it with our ears. So that's when we took that picture, and that was maybe like five minutes after that when we took that picture and saw that shadow figure. It's pretty creepy. I'll put that up, too, for everybody. Yeah, Yeah, man. Sounds like you got Um, some crazy stuff going on, man.
1: Oh, yeah. All the time in that house. All the time. I I don't understand what it is or something must have been there a long time ago or maybe just something refuses to leave and it just over time brought other things in. I'm not sure. I mean, I know there's a lot of the portals that bring things in and out, so...
2: Yeah, it happens. Yeah.
1: There's definitely a crazy one in that house. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. So uh, so the thing that follows you around, that interests me because you, you've, you've got that. You, you were talking a little bit earlier about Ouija boards. So do you think you got it, the attachment, when you were messing around with Ouija boards?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that's when it started. I don't know if it was before the Ouija board or if the Ouija board made it stronger or if... I mean, because every time I've ever messed with a Ouija board, even when it did something crazy, because I've had some crazy things, even with my fiancé, we've been together three years, and we even played with one in the middle of them three years, and it did some wild things we didn't like, but I always close it out, so I don't know how that even started or if it always been there because through my entire life growing up, I've always seen things, even out in the streets, even driving down the road, I'll see an, an old man see through across the road and disappear at the grass line. But I won't be the only one seeing it. Like I had friends see it with me and everything. So it can't be just me.
2: Right. I think sometimes but, you're, I think some people are just more open to it. Yeah. You know, like once it happens to you once, cause I'm the same way. Um, like literally, you know, this has been a rough week. I was telling you what's going on with my mom. And I had said to my wife last week, I woke up in the middle of the night and she's like, what's the matter? I said, something's going to happen to my mom. And she's like, okay. And sure enough, a week later, my mother's in ICU. You know, it's, I think just some people are more open to it. I don't think, I think it gets it's like anything else. It gets easier to see the stuff after you see one thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. That's if,
1: how I feel about the situation.
2: Yeah. And if you're open to them, I think a lot of times they, they come to you, you know what I mean? Like they're going to, they're going to present themselves to you a little bit more. Cause I've had a lot of similar experiences to what you're talking
1: about.
3: Do you have those yeah, kinds of I mean, dreams where they come true? <laughs>
1: how to say again
3: do you have those kinds of dreams where you dream something and it happens
1: um yeah i mean i kind of call them like premonitions yeah. <laughs> right because i mean there is there is things that i've dreamed about in life that you know hasn't happened and you know a lot of times i think it's because i'm dwelling on something but And then there is places that I dream about and people and people I've never seen. And then I see them in my life. But at that time, it's like deja vu to me. And then when I think deep into it, it's like, well, so I mean, my life is really weird with things (laughs) like dreams, nightmares. I never really have dreams. I have night terrors every night. It's, it's a bad dream. So it's if I ever I, get I a good relate. dream that's something
2: <laughs> rare. Yeah, you're looking you're talking to
3: the queen. <laughs> yeah, of the, night. the queen of nightmares. Although last <clears> night, night I yeah, had a dream, but if it a, comes true, I'm I'm gonna like I don't know yeah, what I'm gonna do because at a dream I was putting together a three thousand piece shower, so I <laughs> never want to put together three thousand. She pieces never has a good shower.
2: Dream. They're all, I They're mean, all like I've bad. been in, I've They're been in, all She's been
1: running in bed. Sometimes. I run, I
3: yell, I cry, I scream, I jump.
1: I wake up trying to climb walls. Yep.
3: (laughs) He he frequently wakes me up saying, you're you're just dreaming because I'm screaming and running. And he's like trying to make sure I'm know that I'm it's okay. never
1: fun it's always terrible and i hate it it's one of the things i hate <laughs> in my life <laughs> uh, yeah.
3: my my aunt had premonition dreams she had one dream she, my aunt was 21 years older than my mother so she actually had a child before my mom was born so my mom was born an aunt um but this aunt was sitting in the kitchen with my grandmother and said i had a dream that B- brother billy bought a new blue buick and like an hour later, the pastor pulled up in a brand new blue Buick. It was really bizarre. <laughs> yeah. And then a couple of years later, my uncle had, Marvin, had actually um, left home when he was 15. And he had been gone about seven or eight years. Mm-hmm. And my aunt was home. Her husband was in the Army. And so they were home at the moment. And she told my grandmother again, she's like, Mom, I had a dream about uh, uh, Marvin, Last night, and he walked in the door with this redhead, and said, "I'd like you guys to meet my wife, Pearlie." And later that afternoon, Mark walked in with this redhead named Pearlie.
2: That's that's so random.
3: Yeah, what? crazy stuff.
2: Yeah, that's that's crazy. You know, who knows if time is really linear? Right. You know I mean? Yeah. That's what I think. A lot of times, I think we, I don't know about time being linear. I think it's, I think it's just a, I think. Sometimes we're jumping back and forward in the game, and maybe she—we don't know liability. where we are. Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean. So, <laughs> she, she
3: was in the future for a few minutes, and had, yeah, it, it was odd because, yeah, everybody. This was, you know, during yeah. Depression era kind of time frame, and they didn't have money, and so he had left home to to eat, and he came back with his redheaded wife named Pearlie,
2: and I. I never really dream. I'm sort of of No, he doesn't. Like, he's like dead. He drives. He, yeah. <laughs> he goes to you. sleep. He's dead <laughs> to the world. Like the other <laughs> night, funny, funny, like the other night, Monday night, I had this crazy dream, woke up in the middle of the night. Now, when I do, I wake up like screaming like you, like climbing walls. So I wake up and it was so specific. I was in a barn and there was, I was sitting on a bale of hay. Like I haven't been in a barn in my whole life. So I'm sitting um. on a bale of hay and this other dude, is sitting on a, a bale of hay and he's got like a, like a half-ass suit on, right? He's got like jeans and he's got like a corduroy jacket and he's got this check shirt. And he's telling me about all his injuries. I don't know who this guy is, but he was real specific looking. He had like black hair and it was short. It was done in a business, you know, cut the whole nine yards. So we're talking and he's telling me all about his injuries. And then the next thing you know, he goes, and I couldn't see the one side of his face. And he goes, and here's where I shot myself in the head. And he pulls his scalp up and there's a hole Aww. there. And here the hole is in the other temple where I couldn't see and he turns his head. I woke up apoplectic, man. I woke up screaming. <laughs> She's like, Are you okay? Are you okay? I said, You're not gonna believe the dream I just had. So it was crazy. So I hope I don't mean I hope I'm not meeting that guy in the next few days. <laughs> oh man.
3: Yeah, what could that be a premonition of, Bobby? That what do you man. think? <laughs> <laughs> I'm you're not allowed to leave the house now for like a week. <laughs> oh, you're Oh, man. Bringing that that's home.
2: scary. But that's awesome, man. I appreciate you sharing your stories tonight. I really do. And you're uh, you actually are a musician, right? I mean, you got your you got your own musical thing going on, right?
1: Yes. Um I actually got two shows, one the 27th and one October 5th in Harrisburg and Lancaster.
2: And you go by Bobby Bars, right?
1: Yep. Bobby on, Bars uh, B A R Z yeah on Facebook and on Instagram, I think it's bobby bars twenty three. okay. and then you have also
2: and a uh, did you have like a, I think you got a band lab, right?
1: Yeah, there's a band about- lab, but the best the best thing to look up would be Battle me uh, that actually has all my songs on it. There's like thirty six of them. But how they have to find me on Battle Me is they either have to put at Smiles, okay, with a Z at the end, right. True Love, T R U L U V, or Bobby Bars. So you're battle rapping. Um, I. Well, I mean, I used to battle on the streets, but okay. I actually write songs, I freestyle, and I sing a little bit. Nice. Um, but the show I have October 5th in Lancaster, I'm going to be on stage for a half an hour. So I'm probably going to do like 10 songs. And then the 27th of this month, I'm going to be out in Harrisburg doing two songs. So nice.
2: All right, man. Well, hold on one second. And, uh, thanks a lot for sharing. Hold on one sec, bud. All right. And that was our longest show. It was. And it should be for it's the Halloween special. Absolutely. Right. And it's actually not episode 12. It is not. It's not. I got all confused
3: because we started with episode zero. So we're on. I should have double checked you.
2: It's episode episode 11.
3: 11, Show 12.
2: Right. So uh, we really appreciate you guys joining us for that. And also Bobby Bars um, was recorded very early on. Uh, obviously. um, So his uh, events that he was talking about there are a little bit gone, but we'll get back with Bobby. Bobby's going to be a recurring story because he's got uh, uh, another location and we're eventually going to talk to Bobby's mom. So we'll get a chance to, you know, support Bobby a little bit more. Thanks, Bob. Appreciate it.
3: We can reach out and put some of that stuff on the show notes. Yeah.
2: And we'll put it up on the Facebook page at always as always for him. He's a really good guy. So, um, we appreciate you guys joining us tonight. We're going to go ahead and uh, talk about our Patreon. Um, once again, that is Wicked Garden Podcasts. Uh, it's on the Patreon uh, website. So it's Patreon forward slash Wicked Garden Podcast. Please go there for a dollar a month to get an extra show. Um, we really could appreciate, we really could use the support right now. Um, that would be really, really helpful. Um, we got some stuff going on. So, yeah. Um, Wanted to thank you so much uh, for doing that, but please uh, consider joining that Patreon for a dollar a month. It'll get you the extra show, the extra content. Um, And a shout out to our patrons, uh, Penny Brown and Lynn Gray. Really appreciate you guys. Appreciate you very much. Uh, Also for the uh, friend share on Facebook, Mary Eads. Thanks, Mary.
3: Yes, I hope you're enjoying uh, the coast down there. Exactly. She runs away to the beach about... Not as often as we do, but comes cl- comes close. <laughs> All
2: right. So that's episode 11. We really appreciate it. So what I'm going to do here as an extra treat is I'm going to play my scratchy old uh, thrilling songs of the Haunted House World Disney <laughs> record <laughs> uh, to get us into the whole Halloween tropiness here. So there we go.
3: Happy Halloween. You are
2: a bold and courageous person,
1: afraid of nothing. High on a hilltop near your home,
4: there stands a dilapidated old mansion. Some say the place is haunted, but you don't believe in such myths. One dark and stormy night, a light appears in the topmost window in the tower of the old house. You decide to investigate,
2: and you never return. Happy Halloween, everybody. Happy Halloween.